Honey, where is my podcast? Hello world, this is Eric Dye with Church Mag staff writers Jeremy Smith and Phil Schneider. This is the 45th Church Mag Podcast. If you go through the effort of getting your family there, you're saying something. Then maybe the real question is, does it fit your church? Yes or no? If I were to name my top five best friends, you guys would be part of my top five. This week's podcast is brought to you by Church Mag Press, ebooks and digital resources for church techs and creatives. Learn more at churchmagpress.com and be sure to check out the Easter social media kit. In this week's podcast episode, we'll be exploring online church community. Can it really exist? But before we dive in, let's take a listen to a Church Mag Pro tip from our very own Jeremy Smith. Hey guys, this is Jeremy, one of the staff writers with Church Mag. And one of the tips I have for you guys is social media is this huge, powerful thing, this whole platform for you guys to be able to do amazing stuff for your church. But do you really know why you're doing it? One of the things I have is a research book coming out for called By the Numbers, where it talks about all the different things that the top 100 churches are doing out there. Some of the great tips out of it is 55% of the churches are using hashtags on their Instagram accounts. That means 55 people are trying to figure out what is the conversation happening about their church at that very moment for the events that are going on. 45% of the churches are trying to do branding. They're, they're putting their image, their logo out there on all their Instagram accounts, just seeing how much can they influence people with their actual church, their, the faces that are out there. And then even better is the fact that people are linking their website to their social media accounts as well as reverse. And so for me, the biggest question is, is not if you're doing stuff, because I hope you are. If you're looking into this stuff, if you're listening to the podcast, if you're doing all these other things for your social media account, that's great. But there has to be intention behind it. And I think that that's one of the biggest things that misses out for a lot of people with social media is they don't have the intention behind why they're doing social media. They don't have the intention for what is their blogging about. And so with my book, we talk about how can you be intentional? What are some of the standards that are starting to be established by the churches out there? They're actually giving time, effort, energy, putting staff onto these kind of projects so they can have some kind of intentionality. I'd love for you guys, just do what you're doing, but know why you're doing it for a great purpose. If you guys want to know some more of the statistics of that come out of this research project, I encourage you guys go check out the By the Numbers book that will be coming out soon and know why you're doing what you're doing. We have some excellent standards for you guys to set up as far as being able to have a foundation, but ultimately it comes down to why are you doing social media? How can you do it well and reaching people for the gospel? All right, here we go. Eric Dye here with Jeremy Smith and Phil Schneider. As usual, our awesome, my awesome podcast compatriots. On this podcast, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about whether or not online church can have real community. And this uh, this kind of dovetailed with an article that that uh, was shared on a recent Church Mag snack pack about whether or not your your uh, church should be streaming or not to be streaming their service, which, while is a good question on its own, um, we're kind of shifting it and looking a little bit closer to the community aspect, as Jeremy has uh, pointed out. Jeremy, give us uh, give us a little more to go off of. Here. Sure. So one of the one of the huge Christian organizations out there called Aspen Group, um, they have a whole blog going on, and I've tapped into their RSS feed, and one of the things they talk about is to stream or not to stream, which is essentially what we were talking about. 
and, and I don't want to necessarily rehash everything we talked about because they have some good points and kind of leave it at that. But one of the things they put on here as far as a con to streaming is that it doesn't require real dedication, that you can't actually build a sense of community. And they have a they have a whole depiction of what that means. But the idea of offering a digital community, they say, is just not something that's possible. And even further, the idea of being able to create dedication is just never going to happen for a church. And if they miss, if I'm misquoting him, it's because they haven't fully laid it out. All they say is it's impossible to have financial and spiritual aspect for your church on an online communication. And for me, the instant thing I went to was, what about YouTube people? Because there are raving fans on YouTube for people. And if you want to say, oh, that's pre-recorded, okay, that's fine. What about Twitch? Because people are making an entire living, not just one person, not just 10 people. There's about 100 to 200 people making an entire living based off of streaming stuff. And so to have something like that means you have a community and you have the financial aspect of it. But then it also means that you have such a dedicated fan base that people are coming back and back and back to be able to experience this. And so if it's not possible, then why can't the church do something that everybody else can? Yeah, I don't I don't think that just because you're having it online doesn't mean you can't have community. I mean, that's like saying that people that that go to a movie theater, the same movie theater on a regular basis, have community because they show up to the same movie theater on a regular basis and they sit in the seats together and they watch something. I mean, that's essentially what they're saying. I mean, how, how was it very long ago that the church was talking about, you know, pew potatoes and just because just showing up on Sunday morning and leaving on Sunday morning, that's not that's not what church is all about. I mean, what happened to that argument? You know, what came what what, what happened to that concept? Because that's essentially what it sounds like to me. They're saying if you show up in person, then that means community, and if you don't show up in in person, then you don't have community. And I would also like to point out, um, not just as far as fans and followers go, as far as YouTube and whatnot, but even just look at how Church Mag. Um, operates. I mean, we have staff writers, we have community, we interact with each other. We interact with each other online on separate continents more often than most people um, relate to their uh, their fellow church members. I would even go as far as to say, if I were to name my top five best friends currently at this very moment on my entire lifetime and whatnot, you guys would be part of my top five. And there's just no doubt about it. In fact, half, more than half of my top five would be digital relationships because that's just simply where I'm at. Right, because it's it's a relationship, which means you relate while it's done online. It's done on a regular basis. I mean, like I said, we, 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 uh, we communicate with each other just about every single day and not just about business, so to speak, or, you know, what next blog post. But we, we, we exchange prayer requests. We share jokes. We do all that kind of crazy stuff uh, uh, in, in, in the back channel of Church Mag. And in fact, you know, being somebody who's living overseas, um, my, my family, we, we get a lot of support from, from families in the United States. My kids video chat with, with friends. They IM each other through Facebook. Um, my wife communicates with her friends on her mobile device on a regular basis. Again, while they're completely overseas, there is a relationship going on and there's community going on, even though there is hardly, even though there's hardly ever face-to-face interaction. And I would even go, I would, here would be my huge pushback to this article. And I don't know if this is something that they have thought through and as you had pointed out eric this is a company that wants to do brick and mortar businesses so you have to wonder what that relationship is like and how much they're actually being biased in the whole understanding of it all 
but I wonder if the idea of churches wanting to be able to engage online for me, if they are trying to engage with the church and they're willing to overcome the distraction of Netflix and Twitter and YouTube and crying babies in the next room to watch your stream. And they're actually watching your stream, tweeting you, leaving comments in the stream feed. You have a more dedicated person there than you do at church because I can go to church and sit in a pew and say, I'm here, look at me, how great is this? And then completely check out. It's really easy for you to say, I'm dedicated because I got up, I got dressed, I got to church. When in fact, I don't know how much of a dedication that means once I sit down in the pew. Yes, I did all those things to get to there, but I don't necessarily know if that means I'm dedicated or if I'm just following the rules. And if someone can sit through an entire live stream and enjoy the entire service, there is a huge statement to say for them. A lot of thoughts here, a lot of comments. I, I don't think coming to Sunday church um, is a some sort of Herculean show of dedication to, to Christ or the church itself. However, if you go through the effort of getting your family there, I think that you're, you're, you're crossing a hurdle. You're saying something like, I, I took the effort to be here. Like this past Sunday, we had, we had a pretty significant, significant snowfall. And we had like 100, 100 people show up as opposed to our usual like 350. So I, those people put forth a lot of effort to be there. Now, that's, not, that's not saying that other folks weren't dedicated or aren't committed to the church. They may have had, you know, they're older, maybe they got a lot of kids, hard to get out of their driveway. I get that. It's fine. But it shows those 100 people put forth their best efforts to be there that Sunday. I'm not saying you can't be committed to a church by, by watching it on YouTube. But I am saying is that I am pushing back against the idea that social media, the internet can replace physical relationships. We were designed with physical bodies. The, the Bible is clear that we will be resurrected as physical beings. And I am very wary of the digital replacing the physical in too many areas of our lives. Well, and I think that that's a key thing. I don't want to replace anything. So let's not make this mutually exclusive where it's either the digital church or the physical church. They don't have to be separate. But can you have as much community online as you can have in person in conjunction with each other to the point that I don't have to risk my life because of snow to be able to worship with my family at church as opposed to, as opposed to, and my pastor made this comment and me and my wife had a long conversation on the way home. Is that true dedication and going to earn you another brick in heaven as opposed to going to Africa or Italy and being able to witness to people in a situation that is much more hostile than American church. And for those that say that the American church is under persecution, I laugh at you. But for those that go into much more hostile situations and go preach the word of God to those people and say, okay, I've actually committed myself to this mission, even if it means risking my safety, I don't call those two things in balance. And so, yes, there was a dedication to get there, but what happens if we could express our dedication through a digital ministry and not have to risk the life of every member just to get to church? I think, I don't think, here's the problem that I think lies with with the whole maybe the whole question is it really feels like an either or argument like can you have this instead of that and i I don't really think that it's an either or i think it's both can both can exist 
whether it be the same people that are uh, you know participating or online or the people that show up in person um i i don't think those details really matter i don't think it's an either or i think it's really uh it's a or and you know can we have our our traditional church model and then can we also have the online church model going on as well from my opinion anyway and i see fallbacks i see fallbacks to both models because the physical church has always even from the day of jesus had the situation where if you go to church that means you're removing yourself from culture and there's some great in that because you need to recharge your batteries you need to be able to just have time with your fellow brothers and sisters in christ and then well, there's well, the aspect well, hold on hold on hold on real quick you're not removing yourself from culture you're taking an hour out of your day to make sure that you're, you're you're properly aligned with the mission to then go back out and engage culture. Having so, having done youth ministry for a long time, I found myself in the church much more than outside the church. And I don't know if that's a policy. That's a different discussion. That's a different discussion. But I totally agree with you. It's a problem. That's 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 a different topic altogether. Whereas with the, whereas with the social sorry whereas with the social media aspect, you can have your tweet about the Oscars right after your tweet about the faith where things are getting much more meshed. And it's not to say that one is better than the other. It is just simply to say that I think you can have community and say, here is who I am. Here is everything I stand for. And this is my faith, which is completely integrated in all right. of that. I think ultimately the bottom line is when it comes to the cons, <clears throat> when it comes to the cons of streaming your church services or having online church to say it doesn't foster a true sense of community or that it does not require real dedication, I think are two cons that are simply false. Okay. And I, I think ultimately that was kind of the idea in the discussion here as far as online church and church streaming. And those, those two cons are just, are just not true. Well, I understand what Phil's saying, and that is the importance of showing up in person. And I think ultimately this becomes a heart attitude, whether you're talk, whether you are participating online church or in person, and that is that you are participating with all your heart. Because there's plenty of people that show up to church in the flesh and blood, but they're not actually committed, they're not actually involved. Because I can't help but wonder sometimes if the church would be better off if we would have an online church service, okay, music, sermon, and everything, and then one or two times in the middle of the week, go over to someone's house for dinner. If the church would have not only a tighter-knit group of of community, but that more lives would be changed because there would be that intimate one-on-one relationships going on, opposed to everybody showing up for that one or two hours in a big community, non-one-on-one, one non-one-on-one experience. Okay. Well, here, here's my. I have no problem with any of this. In fact, you're talking to the counselor that loves to sit in front of a client and just simply live life with them and see their pain and help them get through what's going on in life. And so, I think that the struggle is real, but really. For the Christian that's going to church every single week and maybe not owning their faith, I would love them to see a dedication on social media and online stuff to the point where they are saying, I am committing to Christ in every single step I take. And as well for the person that has no idea what Jesus means to show up to the church and say, I see all these people worshiping a God and have hope and peace and I want that. How do I get that? That might not be able to be expressed in a tweet or Facebook status updates. I think all that is absolutely perfect. And it's almost just like, let's just be Jesus to the world. And I think that social media has a huge part of that. If we're, if we're following the gospel of what Jesus had said to go to every aspect of the earth, the internet 
is now officially part of a dimension of the earth that we need to be able to reach and for for good reason. Okay, I, I agree with you on that point, Jeremy, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take it two ways, okay? Yep. I think if people were better engaged with culture and with the <clears throat> with the mission in reality, you know, social media would follow as a natural course because it's it's part of who you are. Um my problem with the church and social media is it's so many people. It's it's like, hey, I'm going to share this picture of Jesus arm wrestling Satan, mm-hmm. and if you like it, you love Jesus. If you scroll, you love the devil. You know, mm-hmm. and just that's the mentality. So so many people online, and I, I my problem with internet church because I was actually asked to develop one for my church, and I, did, I ended up thank God and had the skills because the more I got into it, the more I realized this just is not what church should be. I have a problem with streaming um, as, a, as a way of putting out content for those who cannot get there for shut-ins or people who are traveling. But I, I just have a real problem with the idea of someone whose main spiritual experience is online. And I, I, Eric, I agree with your point about the gathering at homes. Honestly, I would far and away rather to not to – take their trajectory, but the, the Marisol approach of a once a week gathering of the, of the main body and then everything else, all events, all small groups, all, all follow-up teaching is done in homes, in groups. You know, I, I like, I'm in charge of planning our, our church's um, education, um, you know, for, for adults and I enjoy it and we're doing good work, but I would way rather have, uh, adults I could trust to lead groups in their homes and teach individuals as they need it. Um, we're not there yet, and I don't think most churches are there, I, but I think that's where we should be heading towards. And one thing I think that we may be overlooking, because we're only coming from this with three points of view, and that is that perhaps this isn't something for every church. I mean, we, it feels like we kind of want to say, you know, it's online church is that something that you should or shouldn't be doing? Like, this is a blanket yes-no question. And I think it's just like when we've talked about church streaming before, where we've we've been honest enough to say, look, live video streaming your service may not be for every church. You know, just being really honest about that, right? And I think the same can be said about this. And maybe that's something we could do in a future podcast. We can have one of the guys that, that uh, maybe from one of the guys from like Liquid Church or something that does the actual online church. Somebody that can actually talk about online the online church experience from their actual long long term ongoing relationship and experience with that um so you know maybe that's a discussion we can flesh out further and instead of thinking this in the context of is online church good or bad yes or no does it work yes or no then maybe the real question is does it fit your church yes or no no boss you got it. I, I honestly, I don't know what you said because you're in a class of that. I literally, it was like the classic, like, so I think we should do is, and then we should probably look at doing a little bit of a, <laughs> you did not that, not this, that this would impact streaming churches ever. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well, and, and I, and from my from my counseling standpoint, the idea of understanding what culture is and getting outside of your little bubble is so enticing to me in my millennial aspect, Phil, that I don't know how to live without it anymore. Because whenever I think about what is going on with my church, I can't help but think about Phil in Italy. I can't help but think about the Philippines 
in about what's going on in Ecuador and the fact that yes, our church is going through some great changes, but there's so much more happening. And yes, in our backyard is Compassion International and World Vision, but it is it's not just that. It's simply how is the church growing and how is th- how are things happening? And for me, one of the big aspects of that is simply to be able to engage with other pastors and churches online and to say so much is happening beyond this. And I think that I didn't get that before engaging with people on the internet. It's not to say that it can't happen because there's a lot of great churches doing missionary work all over the church. And my church was doing that as well. But this was a, like a wake up call for me whenever I started to engage with other Christians online. And that's community. That's dedication. Level complete. Be sure to check out Jeremy's new ebook coming out in a few weeks. Follow Church Mag or keep checking in on the churchmagpress.com website. If you have a comment, question, or a super cool idea for an upcoming episode, send us an email, podcast at churchmag. That's podcast at churchm.ag. Or say hello on Twitter. Also, if you could please leave us a review on iTunes. Because, cool. Until next week. The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com. All right, guys. You have a good rest of your week, and I will see you around the interwebs. Sounds good. Hasta luego. Yeah, don't, don't, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> <laughs>